What's up, guys? It's Schmitty here, and today we have a guest, Mr. Sam Davis. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Had a nice day. You had a nice my, day? Uh, my second meeting with Mr. Fogler today. Really? Yeah. Well, no, because that was a Monday. I mean, this is my first meeting with Mr. Fogler today. Yeah, let's not mess that up there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Davis, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, I could. Um, I suppose I will. Uh... This is my second year teaching at SkyPoint, my second year teaching in general. I teach uh, mostly geometry. I've got five geometry classes, one principles of algebra. Um, I got a degree in mechanical engineering in uh, at UNLV, and then I decided I would go with teaching instead because it makes me happy. Um, I also do robotics at, uh, at SkyPoint. We just started our robotics club this year. And so far, it's been pretty successful. Maybe we can report a, a podcast Ooh, next week. That's a good idea. So look for that on Monday. Maybe we can get Mr. Ryan and uh, Sergio as well. Wow, that's very specific. <laughs> we'll look forward to that. It's almost like it was re-recorded. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, that's probably all you really need to know about me. I'm so, sure you'll find out more. Did you listen to the episode of yesterday, um, our volleyball Oh, special? right, right, yeah. Um, I guess that's also important. I'm... Very large. You're the, if, you, if you were to look at my muscles, they would be astounding. I had to. I wanted Mr. Fawcett to be here so bad because he was so angry. <laughs> he worked out. I went to the gym after school and like everything, because you can always tell when he's there because yeah. he yeah. makes everything was maxed out. Like yeah. everything. He, I could just see stayed, him here for hours. He stayed after I left uh, yesterday. We usually work out together. And Not anymore. I, I think he was in there for probably another hour after I left. But it is something to bring up that is kind of cool that you probably don't know, Katie, because he's humble. He doesn't like to talk about this. You are a rock climber. Uh, yeah, I do a little bit of a little indoor bit. rock awesome. climbing. Well, thank you. Like, um, I was impressed. He's like a like Spider-Man watching him <laughs> climb around places and get everywhere on there. Like, it's yeah. awesome. The funny thing is he totally fits that vibe because I, although I didn't know that about him, he totally fits that vibe. Nice. That's he, a good vibe. It's a great vibe. Rock climbing is awesome. It's super fun. It obviously makes you super strong because you're so much stronger <laughs> yeah. than Fawcett. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. Did you see the poster he printed out for outside his room? No, he no. He printed out the quote and laminated it as workout uh, motivation to put what right is, outside his room. What was the room. quote? Uh, Something like his arms are so much bigger than I yours? I think, uh, no, the, the quote from the volleyball podcast yeah. where they said, uh, yeah, honestly, Davis just made you look small. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> So, uh, he's definitely got under his skin. He's going to be massive by the end of the year. I see him just start binge eating <laughs> yeah. and just gaining weight. Like, I, I know he's 175 pounds. People are yeah. listening. I mean, this doesn't matter, but he's 175 pounds. And we do a lot of physical challenges at the school. And Fawcett wins a fair share of yeah. the competitions. Just for in. the record, he's way bigger than me. They, I don't know what was going on with the with the lighting there. I'm very flattered. Um, I don't want this to to seem like we're uh, putting him down. No, he's a, no, he's a very large you man. You need to keep this going because we have to make him motivated to work out. I want to see if he can get back up to, because in college he was like around 200 pounds. Yeah. Like, have I'm, you seen any of those pictures? I saw a couple of them. His neck is ridiculous. It's yeah. like bigger than his head. Time to start getting ew. back into that weight room. Ew. No, not you. <laughs> no, that's the goal. You want people yeah, to you say you. You want to say like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not you. I mean, but yeah, I see what you're saying. So do you love math? Can we talk about, like, your desire for science at all, or do you don't sure. want to talk about that? Yeah. Um, Wait, you're a science dude? 
Well, you're in robotics. I just thought yeah. robotics was like a math thing. Oh, no. no. You got to listen to the podcast that we're yeah. going to record. Yeah, we yeah. haven't yet, but you learn a lot about it. I mean, I'm assuming you'll <laughs> yeah, learn a you'll, lot about it. You'll probably learn a lot about what robotics is. All right. So what is robotics? <laughs> like, what is it? Because I have no idea. You got to listen to the yeah, podcast yeah. episode. We cover all of the robotics. But the reason I want to ask this question, and it's those hard-hitting questions, is because like, is there a chance that you would want to move to science one day? Um, yeah. No more math. Maybe not, uh, maybe not completely, but, um, I do have a fondness for physics. Physics is probably my favorite subject. Um, that's really what all of mechanical engineering is, is just physics. Um, and I would love to, love to teach it. I think the things you're able to do in a physics class are just so fun. You can do so many different experiments and it just explains how the world works. So your previous job, because you are, I mean, for people that are listening, like that's your profession. Like that's actually what you did for a living. What was your daily life like when you did that? Like what were you guys working on? Um, so my job with mechanical, engine, <clears throat> with mechanical engineering was uh, not super glamorous. Um, I was kind of off the books uh, as the engineer for um, a company I worked at, steel company. People would come in, uh, they'd need to know uh, what size steel, what thickness, what what kind of steel they would need to build certain things, um, put for fences or uh, stuff for their cars, all that kind of stuff. And I would usually just figure that out and I'd get paid way less than you would if you were officially a mechanical engineer. Um, but uh, yeah, it would just be whatever people came in, I would help them uh, figure out what they needed to buy based on the actual science behind it. And uh, while I was doing that, I would be looking for mechanical engineering jobs and every job description I read, um, I was like, this doesn't sound like I wanna do this for the rest of my life. It sounds like maybe it'd be fun for a month, but, um, but teaching was always what I wanted to do. I just felt like there wasn't gonna be enough money in it. So I got a mechanical engineering degree because mechanical engineers make a lot of money. And then uh, I realized money is not the most important thing in the world. Uh, just being happy in what you're doing is. Because I, I, I always go back to the Confucius um, and they talk about like find something that you love to do, make that your life regardless of pay. Then you don't work a day in your life. Yeah. The, I've never made a decision ever in my life about money because I just think that when you start thinking about the money aspect of it and like your happiness, like you can't weigh that because yeah. your happiness is the most important thing. Yeah. And I've just seen so many people growing up in Vegas that because of the casinos and management and working 12, 14, 16 hours a day, mm -hmm. just like no lives, just that's all they do is work six yeah. days a week. I mean, as a hotel executive, I don't know if it's still the same way, but my dad was the president of Walters Golf. So I got to work at a couple of different hotels and the, the president of Caesars Palace was telling me that all of his executives worked six days a week. Yeah. And I was like, six days a week, like no days off. And he, he laughed when I talked to him about like being stressed about working eight hours a day. And he's like, I, he's like, I've never had an eight hour day. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, that's crazy for me to think of like yeah. how long you're working. But I, I have a really serious question. I've been, I wanted to ask it on the robotics podcast. I didn't, I forgot the whole time you guys were talking. I just didn't understand what you guys were talking about. Right. So like, if you need to, that'll be an update. But this is the real question that matters. Okay. How many years is it going to take until you guys can make us a truck like the Tesla that's bulletproof that can run and it can be powered there? How <laughs> are we talking two? How many years um, would this take us to start developing? So, however long it takes us to get a workshop here, with uh. So how, we're, these are all questions that we're asking you to come up with yeah. right now. Put it so, all together. 
Um, we could Fundraising. have a workshop within a year if uh, if you we have the space right? for it. We got okay. uh, all the all the funding and stuff. Um, building a truck. I don't know. I maybe... would like it to be bulletproof, just like the Tesla. Bulletproof, just like the Tesla. Did you see that? The Tesla truck is bulletproof. Well, if you do it's, like the it's upgraded really... version. Tesla truck. Yeah. It's really easy to make things bulletproof. You just use bulletproof material. Well, that's great. I'm asking you the question of how yeah. long is this going to take us to build um, it? It's the SkyPoint truck. Yeah. Maybe month. Whoa. A yeah. month? Probably get it done in a month. The kids if are pretty we had talented. the workshop, yeah. we could get if that done. If we had the workshop. And the material. And the material, yeah. People listening in this are going to be like, whoa, we want to see the SkyPoint truck next yeah. month. But that will not happen. No. <laughs> Assuming no. that we fundraise and we get it done, you think we could have something like that built in like five years? Uh, Yeah, probably. I mean, if we there's, did... a, there's a pretty long off-season for... um. For robotics like four or five months would that be um, something robotics would do they could work on it yeah, sure because isn't that like all the technology yeah, for a truck it's the same be? like the the way the robot works the way the motors um attach to the wheels the axles the axles and everything it's really the same as it would be on a large scale vehicle it's just a lot smaller scale um the materials would be like the big issue so now it's interesting because we're going to like transition a little bit from this podcast for a second. You're going to actually be my co-host for a second because Ooh. one thing that oh, Katie no. has no. not told the world about that's listening because the whole thing, you're the host of the podcast. These I are know. news stories. But mm-hmm. like it's not about me. It's about the interviewee. And exactly. And we got Davis the yeah. 10 minutes. Now we're going to transition mm-hmm. over here. Davis was, uh, well, could be on a podcast next week for the robotics. <laughs> so we're transitioning this for a minute because I talked to your mom and I found yeah. out like – you UNLV like you made relationships with people at UNLV you're making connections yeah that can change your whole future yeah okay so September 30th the UNLV boot camp like the tour I was I went to the journalism um it's called the Greenwald building I think Greenwald and the professor there I was speaking with him and I was like hey I run a podcast I'm one of the editors of my journalism class I'm in like video productions I'm in all this stuff how can I get in with such ease even though I'm doing all this stuff he was like well I'm just gonna give you one of the head emails so I have to email one of the head of Greenwald um, buildings he actually ad like admits and like works with the students like the becoming UNLV students to get into UNLV so I have his contact and I haven't emailed him yet and I'm you're going to I'm super scared to I don't know what I should say you're definitely humble because the story that your mom told me is like he was talking about how because you're doing this podcast because you're doing the um, newspaper because you're in broadcast they're saying how ahead of the game you are yeah so they're excited for you to come to the school so now it's 100% you are committed to UNLV is that correct yeah I mean if you okay so when we went to the boot camp Maddie, it was specifically for my sister Maddie because she wants to go into hospitality and UNLV is the number one hospitality for sure. in Not the close. United That's States. That's what I, I went to hotel management my first year of college. Right. And so we went to the hospitality building. It was stunning. Okay, my mm-hmm. mom was absolutely jealous of her. But we were like, let's just look let's just look at the journalism program here. It's number sixteen out of the United States. Do you know how many That's very good. Top twenty every year. I mean, do you know how like ex extensive that is other yeah. than new york and like all that stuff las vegas is pretty up there and like for me to go to a college that has such a good rating on the journalism it's like a once in a lifetime opportunity that's being actually handed to me with all my qualities and skills and one of the like head professors of the program 
I have his contact. I mean, like, that's super exciting for me and I can't wait, you know? And when I was taking a tour of the actual building, they had, like, real-life equipment. Like, I follow on Instagram their UNLV TV. I watch their news, this, this, their podcasts. I went into their sport recording room. It's a big, like, screen and it's, like, 10 rows of computers and we just, like, sit there and write about the, like, the UNLV sports. It's going to be super fun. I'm super excited to go there. They have an official podcast streaming with like real microphones, real like. Wait, why is it looking like phone? Yeah, we spare no expense here in Studio like... 101. Listen, this is a state of the art cell phone. This device right here captures it all. Yeah, yeah, it, but we can even better. sound effects. <laughs> do, 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 do. No, no, no. But they had like they had like the headphones, the microphones, and the screen, the tech deck with the buttons and all that stuff. And I was like, I can't wait to do podcasts in here. It's gonna be so fun. It, it and honestly, because like I've I've done podcasts at other schools where we have more equipment yeah. and um that like people listening at home like it it will sound a lot more clear there will be less yes. noise there will be less canceling noise like if, if the phone rings or my radio goes off yeah if something happens they cancel out all that stuff when you're in the studio center um but the expense versus what we're doing because i bet you anything they have a way that they're paying for all that where this is just a free podcast that we're doing so but yeah. you're right like it and, and it does make you feel differently recording in a studio like that because you have the equipment you have the stuff you like feel like you have to be way more prepared because um honestly i don't have any notes that i ever keep i just me neither spitball. i was supposed to get background info on mr davis and the robotics and i did not do that so but yeah. you did amazing this podcast and, has been awesome yeah which is tough because this is the first time we're ever meeting you you don't know anything about me right yeah true how did that's yeah, a great totally. question then for you how did you come up with mr davis was going to be the on the podcast well, I, in journalism, we have to, like, keep up with all the events and the clubs and stuff like that, and there was a robotics thing, and I was like, robotics? That's never been a thing at Skypoint. So I was like, this is new. Why not give it a go? And correlated with Mr. Davis. I had him last year for geometry. Super, super fun. Mr. Davis, okay, I'm gonna... Oh, wait, gonna... you had him as a teacher? Yeah. yeah. You just said she didn't know you. I was lying. I, it I was a joke. People don't I didn't know that. People listening to this podcast, pause, rewind 30 seconds, and tell me if you thought that was there. I thought you didn't know him. I was like, wait a minute. How'd you come up with this then? No, it was it was just a joke. You made me on off. But he, since it was his first year, he... He was actually doing really, really well his first year, and I learned Not a lot. his second year? Is that what we're saying? Like, <laughs> no. He like, was doing second, really well his first year, second year. Year's first year, second year uh. <laughs> no, his, like, last year was super fun. Like, I learned a lot. Like, I was pretty sucky at math, but he helped me a lot. Actually, he did, and I got a pretty good score on his final exam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you did well overall. Yeah, I, I got, the, like, an 80, and I was like, student. whoa, I never knew I could do geometry like that, and it was super fun, but... I don't know. It was it was fun. I liked the class a lot. Geometry was fun, especially with Mr. Davis. He just made everything super silly and super fun. But also, it was also really enter- it was like education and stuff like that. But back to the point, I chose Mr. Davis because it was just a new thing, and I was like, hey, why not? You know. It is a new thing, and I mean, that's the whole thing about the the podcast to me is like as as many people as many events as many things as we can capture. Because again, just like like you're so young right now, I know. but in 10 years from now, let's say you're in journalism, you can always come back to this podcast because I'm going to keep it yeah. as a history 
no matter where I'm at. It doesn't even matter if I'm at a different school because I, I, I understand it. Like anybody who's listening that wants to go back to the lead website, Shadow doesn't have it anymore, but like the lead website still has the podcast. Um, first episode, me, Dr. Phil Cabbage, and a bunch of other people were on, and then they just ran with it and they have a ton of episodes that are on there. It's just a cool time capsule where you can look back and you'd be like, oh, these are the events, this is what's going back there. Because I'll listen to some of those um, times and it, it captures a moment where I'm like, oh, I remember thinking that and I can relive that moment where I'm like, I was so excited when I did the podcast, I can still remember right now yeah. at Lead, we were talking about the American Revolutionary War mm-hmm. and they were getting taxed by the principal of the school and they had to, they were to revolt against the principal of the school. And it was like, that time was so special to me because it was the first time that I got my project to go into different areas. And so different, it got really cross-curricular, which was exciting for me that year. So like, I listened to that and I'm like, wow, I was so excited yeah. about it. And that was Newman and I were really close. So anyways, do we have any of those hard-hitting questions that you have or do you want to ask him any? Well, I kind of wanted to go to back to the UNLV thing. Okay. You went to UNLV for mechanical engineering. I did. Did you want, like, UNLV is a really cool campus and I think it's really pretty. <laughs> Even though right. it's just a regular campus, I've never yeah. really been to a college campus, but like, what things should students know about UNLV that they don't know now? Um, the uh, computer lab in the engineering building is always open to everybody. You don't have to be an engineering student? student to go in there. Like, you you don't, don't even have to be a student, I think. If you can get in the building, like... You're just allowed to use those computers, and those computers have, like, really good programs on them for engineering, uh, sure, but, like, all of the other stuff. So you see a lot of people in the library, like, renting a laptop from the library, and it's kind of a crappy laptop, or all the computers in the library are taken, and um, you need to do something. Right. You can just go up to the engineering building. There's a computer lab with, like, 50 computers in it, and you can just hang out in there and do your stuff oh my god i'm gonna keep that in mind mental note and i will say since i also graduated from unlv that uh the right building um absolutely amazing it's spectacular to just walk around the right building that's the history building yeah um dr Wright was one of my professors um mm-hmm. at unlv dina titus's husband um, which is funny because I didn't know that when he was teaching and he kept talking about his wife, like people knew her and I was like, who's his wife? And then people were like, oh, that's Tina Tata's uh, husband. And I was like, oh, they don't have the same last name. How am I supposed to know that? Yeah. But, um, the right building, I think it's named after his actual father. But, um, if you walk around that area, there's like a, like a little waterfall that's right there. It's really pretty. So like, uh, the thing about college is like, it's such a time in your life when you're young, you don't have as, you have responsibility, but you have nowhere near the responsibility you're going to have when you graduate. Mm-hmm. So like, enjoy it. And then just study, like keep your like focus yeah. on school because the difference between high school and college, and, and if you're taking those high level classes, AP, tests matter. And oh, being yeah, intelligent, knowing your information, it, like being a hard worker is important, but like you really do have to know your information. And that's the biggest surprise to me was like in college, I never struggled at all because there was no busy work. It was just intelligence yeah. to me. And like I had a big assignments and projects, but if you if you were good at time management and you didn't start them at the last minute, yeah, I never felt like I ever had homework, ever. I just had, hey, this is the project I have to do. This is what I have to do. But if you time management, well, it's fun. And then the last thing I say about college is you can take independent study classes. Those were my absolute favorite classes to take. Right. So do they have like tutoring there or like do they 
What do you mean independent classes? Um, yeah, so they have, uh, I think he means you can just take classes in other um, disciplines. You can just expand your, your horizons. You know, like if you're in there for journalism and you have some interest in philosophy, take a philosophy class. If you uh, have some interest in biology, you can take a biology class. Like you can always just learn more by um, taking whatever classes. And you don't have to um, sign up for those classes either. You can just audit them, mm. which means you just go in and do them for free and you don't get any credit, but you learn some. Nice. Um, one of the things that I would recommend uh, at UNLV, um, I don't know if the subway is still there, but... They had a nice subway by they the... They do. They, it's still there. Nice. Um, that is, like, the nicest place to just go. And, like, if you need to study, if it's going to take you 30 minutes to study, take an hour, go get a sandwich at Subway, go sit in the field, and, like, take your time, eat, mm -hmm. you know, enjoy yourself while you study. Yeah. It's just so much more of an enjoyable experience. Nice. Um, rather than trying to, like, you know, you're in work mode, just work, like... I think it's important to um, have kind of a balance between um, it's important to have a balance between like getting your work done and having fun, but it's also important to kind of blend them together. You know, you get a study group. Mm -hmm. You guys are not going to be studying the whole time. You're going to be talking yeah. and, you know, gossiping, all that kind of stuff. Right. But you still get your studying done. And it's a really nice way to, um, you know, navigate does, college. Does UNLV have like parties? Uh. They do not quite as much as other schools because it's mostly a commuter school. True. So, um, like, there's no uh, frat house row right. at, uh, at UNLV where you would normally see a bunch of parties. Mm -hmm. But for sure, there's still parties. There's always something going on there. Really? There's often um, more organized things. So uh, the stuff that will bring everybody to the campus is, like... Um, maybe a specific game going on. I don't remember what they called it, uh, but they had, like, uh, all the clubs at UNLV would set up booths, and then they would have, like, these big, like, field games, and mm -hmm. everybody would come hang out, and then, you know, they would do the normal college student thing after uh, there's an event. Yeah. I, not gonna expand on what that <laughs> what that may be, but... Uh... Yeah, no, I totally get it. Yeah. No, yeah. Anyway... That's it for today, guys. I hope y'all have an amazing day. Schmitty out.